So I'm here in Halsey Field uh, with Chris and Steve. Uh, Chris um, has been an instigator of this area, and it's a beautiful field just um, outside Hemel Hempstead. And Chris, can you tell us how this um, all came about? Yes, well, my family enjoy walking, which is part of the reason we moved back to Hemel a few years ago. And we were out for a, a stroll when we happened to notice that the field didn't have horses in, as it had done when we first moved. So we wandered into the field and... Um, First thing I saw were marbled white butterflies, and the second thing I saw were so many pyramidal orchids, and I was amazed that such a wonderful sight would be so close to my house. So um, I wondered whether the field had any protection, and I started to make inquiries about it. So um, I managed to contact Harts County Council, that actually own the field, and... Um, I um, chatted to a few people around Hemel and learnt that the field also has some Roman snails in it. And it all started from there. And so how long ago was that? And, and how long have we, you been kind of fighting for the protection of the field? So that was the July of um, 2013. And um, I joined um, a society called the Decorum Environmental Forum and we managed to get a survey done on the field, a wildlife survey by Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust. And they decided that it had so, such interesting flora and fauna that it was worthy of being a wildlife site, a local wildlife site. It took quite a long time for this decision to be made, which involved Hearts Natural History Society, but um, about nine months after the survey was completed we, it was declared that it was going to be a wildlife site. Just to give us some context we're standing on a kind of very flat top bit of a field and it which is a cropped grass and it slopes down into a much wilder environment with lots of different kind of shrubs and, uh, and flowers and things. Can you explain what was here previously? Mm. Well it was the old playing field of the Halsey School but the Halsey School no, lo lo no longer exists um, I believe certainly the top part of the field, which is now mown, was used as the playing field. But I'm not sure that the bottom part, which has got the bushes and the wildflowers, was ever used as a playing field. I believe that a lot of rubbish was dumped here when the new town was built. And um, that's why the soil is quite poor and therefore it's good for wildflowers. Fantastic. And so now this space has got an element of protection on it, you were saying. And what, what does that involve? Yes, well, a wildlife site has a little protection in that if anybody wanted to build on it, the onus would be on them to prove that it was worthy of being built on and they'd have to find a new home for the various important species that were on the field. That's as far as I understand the protection extends. And the protection is, is at risk? Um, we were discussing on the way over here that there's potential changes in the law. Yes, because the present government are talking of taking away protection for any local wildlife site. The wildlife sites are at the lowest sort of level of protection, below nature reserves and national nature reserves. So um, they're prone to... Um, losing the protection that they've 
got already. And can you tell me a little bit about what you have done to the site or, or kind of what action you take to, to maintain it or, or protect it? Yes. <clears throat> well, mainly um, we do a lot of cutting back of the shrubs because if we didn't, the whole thing would turn into a forest very soon. Um, particularly when we first started to look after the site, there were lots of ash trees and ash trees are enormous trees. So if you let them grow, they completely shade out all the wildflowers. Um, chalk grassland is prone to a lot of hawthorn, dogwood, etc. So each winter we cut down a lot of um, a lot of the vegetation just to make space for the flowers. We also mow the grass, not all of it because it's far too large and it's bad practice to mow everything. You need to leave some long grass for the insects, but we mow patches. And then we have to rake off the grass that we mow. That lowers the fertility and allows the wildflowers to grow. And the uh, rough grasses can't shade out the wildflowers. Fantastic. So we've got Steve here. Steve, you can tell us a little bit about what wonderful wildlife, uh, plants and, and uh, animals are, are in Halseyfield and why it's so important to protect it. Well, yes, um, I sort of got involved around about 2016. Um, Chris had invited the Hearts Moth Group over to do a survey of what moths might be here. And when I came over, I sort of had a little walk around and noticed different invertebrates that were here and the Roman snails that were here. And then I spoke with Chris and said, this, this is actually quite an interesting site. It, it looks peaceful, but actually there's lots of battles going on here between the insects. We've got all the herbivores who are trying to eat the plants and then we've got all the predators who are trying to eat the herbivores. And it might be interesting to find out exactly what's on here. So we had a, I had a look at what the Wildlife Trust had done as a survey, mm -hmm. which was the typical basic survey of what goes on here. Um, but it didn't really tell you much. It didn't really say what was actually hiding under the, the stones and in the grass or under the soil. So from around, from the sort of March 2017, I started coming here quite regularly. Um, just to walk the field and do what naturalists do, sweep it with a net and put different traps out and uh, see what was lying about. And so far we're up to 841 invertebrates on the site, Goodness. which has turned out to be quite a... Um, quite a, an eye-opener and I haven't even scratched the surface to be quite honest with you. So was that an uh, unexpected number? Um, not really. You would. You, you, it's a. It's it's a decent number. It's a good number. It shows that the field is actually um, in a tran a good transition state. So it's actually going from being grassland to a proper mosaic habitat. And as Chris was saying about keeping the shrubs down, you need a certain amount of shrubs because they're important for some of the invertebrates. But the way it's getting managed and the way that we're keeping the shrubs to a certain level and but allowing them to be islands and a little more and it builds up a mosaic of different habitats. So different insects and different mollusks and things like that can basically flourish here. They've got a home, they've got a habitat that's suitable for them. But then that builds up the the pyramid 
of the of the wildlife here, then it gets exponential because then the mammals that come in to feed on them, the birds that come in to feed on them, all of that is really changed. And we're now seeing all different species that are appearing here. We've got white throats here. We've got kestrels coming over and uh, catching. We know there's voles and there's mice here. We do mammal traps and we've... Uh, found what's lying here but the interesting part from the invertebrates is what's turned out is that it, it's all about observation sometimes you've got to look you've you, people think things aren't here and you, you remember when you're coming you're only taking a snapshot so you might come one day and you might find something very unusual mm -hmm. and the next day you come you might not even see it at all it might not you might not be here i turned up one day and started having a look around and I found over 50 Bombardier beetles. They were all getting together and mating and everything else. Uh, but within an hour, they disappeared. They'd all just vanished off into the herbage everywhere and they were getting on with their lives again. But at that moment, I'd just walked to the right place, right time, and there they all were, all just mating away. Uh, but we've got... Uh, violet ground beetles on here we've had a very unusual called the necklace beetle which is a nationally declining species of beetle it's quite a large beetle um, it used to be very common in the hedgerows but because of the way agriculture's turned and the way the hedgerows have disappeared this this beetle has declined rapidly but it's turned up here it's called the, the necklace beetle it's a beautiful thing um, so that's turned up we've got a couple of rare moths have turned up we've got a new one for Hertfordshire turned up on here called the blue conch uh, flea bane conch it fe feeds on the blue flea bane which is one of the plants that comes on here and then we had a, a pale straw pearl which is um, a, a type of pyrrolid moth which was thought to be extinct in Hertfordshire but it is is just down on the bottom where where the really rank grasses are and it's it's a specialist of feeding on rank grass so we need to keep that you would have re you at one time you would have just tore it out and cut it out and said oh that's horrible we don't want this horrible grass here but actually this species turned up just flying about and breeding down there so it's it's amazingly diverse there's lots of things and as I say we're just we're just scratching the surface at the moment so we just keep adding yeah, talking about um, what you keep and what you get rid of earlier on this spring I found a green hair streak which is on the red list for Hertfordshire so um, what's a green hair streak? What? it's a butterfly um, it just landed on a leaf right next to me and that thrives in the scrub so it's important to keep the various habitats yes the grassland, yes the wildflowers but we do need certain amount of scrub, as Steve says, for the birds and also for these insects that prefer rougher territory. Are there particular um, varieties of flowers here that are well, important? We have three different sorts of orchids. We have the common spotted orchid, we have lots of pyramidal orchids and we also have bee orchids here. And um, we have um, cowslips, which are lovely in the spring. We have a lot of um, coltsfoot Lots of, we have blue flea bane, lots of blue flea bane, bane. Black blue. Uh, yeah, there's oh, all sorts of mouse here, <laughs> the, um, oxide daisy, knapweed, yeah. quite a variety. And um, a very important uh, species for wildlife is um, the bird's foot trefoil. Okay. So we have patches and we're encouraging that to spread because a lot of butterflies and moths lay eggs on bird's foot trefoil. Mm. So can you tell me how important environments like this are 
to towns like Hemel Hempstead or, or kind of within within England in general? These are these are becoming important everywhere. To be quite honest with you, these little islands um, are basically a last hope for nature. Um, a lot of the species that have turned up here are, are what you would call transient. So they're looking for a home. They're moving out of the desert. And then all of a sudden they found this oasis of life and a place to breed and have a home and carry on where outside of it, as you can see around us, it looks green, but actually it's barren. It's, it, the landscape doesn't help them at all. It's a farming landscape, I assume. So. Far, farming landscape is um, the way farming practices have gone and the way that agriculture has become a monoculture sort of growing. Um, we know we need to grow food, but there is, there is other ways of doing it. Uh, and at the moment, agriculture and development are having the greatest impact on our biodiversity. So places like this, like Halseyfield, have, are, are an island that need preserving because this is retaining species that aren't found anywhere else around here. So they're the crown jewels, really. <laughs> so you must be it must have been very chuffed I guess as a local resident to have this kind of on your doorstep both of you I suppose oh, absolutely yeah yeah it's turned out um, it's it's like anything in nature you come and walk in a green field and uh, you see lots of beautiful plants and things flying about and beautiful butterflies and your heart lifts and your soul lifts and you, you feel good mm-hmm. um, and it gives you a good mental stability in life um, it's a place to come and, and just have a bit of meditation and realise actually all the bad things that are going on are irrelevant when you come here. I mean, you can just put it to one side and just actually enjoy nature in its raw. It certainly feels like that with the sun out this evening. It's a really glorious evening. Did you Lots want to? Lots of local residents have said how pleased they are that we're looking after the field and how much they enjoy it and how peaceful they find it. Yeah, I'm sure they do. So is there anything else you'd like to, to, to add on the, the Halsey story? No, I just hope more people find other places like this and we all start getting together and protecting them. We need to change people's attitudes. We need them to start realising that these are all important. These are all part. These species are akin to us. These, these all deserve a place to live. They're not, they're not, they shouldn't be just shoved aside. You know, just because they're small and you can't see them doesn't mean they don't exist and they don't have a right to be here. Yeah, I think governments are too, get too hung up on the um, development and um, economic state of things, but they forget how important these places are for we- mental well-being. And um, lots of... Hemel organises um, health walks and a lot of the health walks come up here and enjoy walking around the site. And uh, uh, U3A Natural History Group have been around the site, and the U3A Wildflower Group have been around the site and enjoyed a morning. So um, it's very beneficial to the residents of Hemel. And how um, can people get involved if they'd like to help out or come and survey if you're running surveys? What's, what's the, what, what activities are there to be involved in? Uh, well, there are work parties, mainly in the winter, because we don't want to trample on the wildflowers. So most of our mowing, cutting back, etc., is in the winter. But um, we're organising a field day on the 4th of August. We're going to have um, field studies in the morning, and we're having a big butterfly count in the afternoon. Um, we also have moth trapping sessions. We have small mammal trapping sessions. And um, I keep uh, a notice, notice it on the notice board over there to 
tell local residents about um, the events that we're having. And it always says local residents invited. And I think you've got a Facebook group, which a Facebook page, which has some information on it. Yeah, yeah. so if you um, Google Halseyfield Wildlife Site, you will get to the Facebook page. And I put a blog on fairly regularly. It's a sort of history of everything we've done in the field. So it's quite useful. And it's got lots of pictures, photographs um, of the field. Because when you visit on a day, you don't see what's here in the early spring. You don't see what's here in the later part of the year. So it's um, an all-round view. Fantastic. Thank you very much. It's it's really lovely um, part of the world to come to. And it's amazing that it's been protected and you've put so much energy into looking after it. So uh, I think thank you from everyone in decorum. <laughs> and I hope that everyone can come down and, uh, and, and appreciate it if you live in Hemel or thereabouts. Thank you.